Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 234. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll get into pop culture pick'em, top five Christmas gifts. We'll do head-to-head review, blind five, NFL Week 15 review, uh, and then the NFL Week 16 preview. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting the first taste in my life of near full remote work. And it's I I don't know if you guys experienced this, but both of you are are do have have done remote work at at some point in your professional lives. I feel like the possibilities are so endless that I end up doing nothing at all. I'm like, bro, I could I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna log on, I'm gonna do some work, then I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna eat a healthy breakfast, walk the dogs at lunch, eat out afterwards, spend way more time with my girl. Nah, and everything's gonna be great. I'm gonna get so much work done. This is gonna be great. You know what I did today? And uh, by the way, if my employer is listening, turn off the podcast now because I'm just gonna say good things about you, and you don't need to listen to it. I realized that, like, and one thing I have to break is that, like, I was like, I did like a training, and it was like a two-hour training, right? Of course, government trainings. And I go, you know what? I'll play some Forza. I'll reward myself. <laughs> I did good. But tomorrow, I'm going to work out in the morning. I'm going to walk the dogs. Is that it? <laughs> Is that it with the butt tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I mean, tomorrow. tomorrow's going to be way better. Believe tomorrow, me. Tomorrow's a new day, dude. Tomorrow's yeah. going to be we'll, we'll check back in in a couple weeks, couple months, see how you're doing. Dude, I'm just going to look. I'm just going to friggin' have a giant. Also, also, tell Katie we all say what's up, considering uh... – you know, she's probably peeking around the corner when you said what you said there, or you had to make sure you threw that in there, right? She's not home yet. So oh, that okay. was that was <laughs> that was CYA for if she does listen. <laughs> Love you, babe. <laughs> amazing, fucking amazing. That's next although, level big although, brain energy. Dog. Although she's gonna read into it and she's gonna be like, "Wait, hold on." You, she's smart enough that she's gonna be like, "Wait, hold on." You said that you would spend more time with me, but you're not going to be able to. I mean, she's, she's gonna connect those two. The honesty is real. You know what I mean? Right. And, Love you. And if if anything can be built off this, is you're you're nothing if not honest. I'm nothing if not honest. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a piece of shit, but at least it's an honest piece. Of shit. <laughs> I was going to spend more time with you, but then I did nothing. Yeah. That's Sorry, babe. I, I planned to do it. There was a goal, but Nick's a- about to give up in life. He's going to stop using soap and, and shampoo. 
Uh, he's going to sit around in his stankies, uh, you know, uh, gym clothes, since he doesn't need to shower and go anywhere immediately. Uh, he's going to attend meetings like that. I already had, so, so funny enough, I did have a meeting today to like meet the team. And I was like, okay, I don't want to look like a schlub. And I'm always really, so I put on a collared shirt, put on a collared shirt, took off the shirt that I'm wearing now and my sweatpants that I had on, put on underwear, classy decision. And then because I'm so petrified, and I don't think they can legally do this, but for my supervisor to go, hey, Nick, stand up. And I'm just wearing sweatpants, like with a nice shirt and sweatpants. <laughs> I put on actual like work pants, like if I were going into work, because I am petrified of somebody be like, hey, Nick, stand up. What are you wearing right now? And it's just me and my boxers. That's definitely first, uh, like new to work from home behavior. Because at this point, dude, I just pop the lights on when meetings start, take the covers off, make sure I got no eye boogers in, and I'm in PJs just laying there in meetings now, dude. So you'll get to that point eventually. This morning oh, yeah. I walked out. I think I heard Jermaine in a meeting. I, I walk out. It's completely dark. He's got blankets over his head. His hand is on the laptop, I guess, like <laughs> moving the mouse around. Oh, I was like, classic work from home, dude. <laughs> getting it getting it now that i've been outed hopefully my employers never listen to this show oh, jesus now, christ thanks a lot boys i didn't like getting paid anyways <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the uh, uh let's let's get funky with it let's start with the blind five eric blind five all right cool panic panic i wasn't ready for blind no five. no no panic. i'm ready for it i'm ready for it so um pretty easy Pretty easy this week. Just a fun one here. So uh, the first option for you guys is – damn, that was weird. The first option for you guys is – Iron on podcasts. Uh, wonderful, li- uh, wonderful Life. Christmas movies. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. Wait wow. To- take that leap, big fella. Hey, it's Christmas season. Uh, this is officially when you can start celebrating and, uh, and doing Christmas. Shut the fuck shit. up. <laughs> Yeah, Eric, it's a Eric. It's a team days ago, Eric. Eric, as a known as a known hater of Christmas until it is Christmas time, the advent calendars I got as a kid Mm -hmm. start on the first of December. So So that's that's when it starts. Yeah, it's the first of December. It's the first, and I'll allow you to start getting cheekily close to the first on Black Friday, right? And I'll allow that, but anything before that, get. <laughs> after after I have had my thanks after the calendar day of Thanksgiving has passed, celebrate as much as you want. I won't be celebrating until the first, but you do whatever you want. Malls, stores, whatever. Until what? The tw- the twenty fifth, and then it's over. Yeah. Do you carry over? Okay. No. As long as you don't carry over, we're good. No, I I like Boxing Day, like the idea of Boxing Day, and then that's probably where I'll end it because Boxing yeah. Day I like to watch soccer now. Yeah, so I go from hoops to soccer, and it's two great days of back-to-back just awesomeness. Uh, so I'll add Boxing Day. But if you end it on on when the clock strikes midnight, it's the 26th, you take that shit down, I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mom got mad at me one year. I tried to take the tree down like at 10 p.m. on Christmas Day. <laughs> I was like, let's just do it now while we're all up instead of tomorrow morning. <laughs> She's like, no, we're going to leave it at least through Christmas, Eric. I was like, all right, fuck, you win. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful life. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen this movie in its entirety. I think this is one of those movies where I've I've seen maybe every part of it just out of order. <laughs> and oh. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. I started. Oh, it's me, I started Jerry Stewart. With the ending, 
I never watched it until Mr. A sat on my head and made me watch it. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Oh, you wonderful building and loans, Mary. So are you guys putting that one? I don't know. I think I'm good with five. Yeah. There's gotta be more. If All we right. don't get a better if we don't get four better movies than it's a wonderful life, I'd be shocked. All right. Uh next movie, D Santa Claus. With Tim Allen. That's mm-hmm. the first Tim Allen one. Fire. Mm-hmm. Fire movie. Yeah, I'd but, say two. Two? Two. We're going that high? Oh, you don't want to put it that high. Okay. I don't I'm concerned there is some heat in the Christmas movie. All right, I, I'll say three. Let's rock with three. Okay. Just give us the wiggle room. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna spell claws with that E. All right. Um the next one, The Grinch. I'm pretty sure his movie is with an E. Yeah, it is. I just fixed it. Uh The which, Grinch. Which one? The only one that matters, dude. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I love that movie. The only one that matters, dude. First of all, that's a great movie. But the only one, the only Grinch movie that matters. First relax, of all, relax. Put, I was put just some, kidding. Put some respect on the the like 1940s animated one. That one's all right. That one is a timeless classic. That I like Jim Carrey's better. Jim oh, Carrey's sure. is fantastic. And that's, and that's fine. But to not acknowledge the road that was paved by that oh, movie. First of all, it's 2023. <laughs> We're making new Grinches like every 10 years. So yeah, all we, awful. We get it. I don't actually agree with that. Uh, the the newest one that came out with the title of the creator soundtrack was it's not better than the original animated, but it was pretty good. I like the soundtrack. So. <laughs> you you were trashing it at him. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm willing to put this one, but it's up to you, Nick. The Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Oh, uh, the G. Yeah, dude. I mean, like he Jim Carrey is made for that. Like that move, that mask, and the Grinch are made for Jim Carrey. Oh, dude, his like ad libs, his mannerisms, like let's see. Oh, when he's going Six through thirty his... dinner with me, I can't cancel. <laughs> when he went through the calendar, yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. Oh, let's the doc- self loathing dinner with me, I can't cancel again. <laughs> Are we putting that one, boy? That's uh, one. I'm That's going a, number I'll, one. I'll, yeah, I'll go one. I'll agree. The Grinch, number one. All right, following movie uh, option is uh, Christmas. Uh, a Christmas story. Oh, four. A Christmas story? Mm-hmm. Is it the that's not the B, white the B, that's the BB gun. Well, shoot your eye that's out. BB. God, that's a good that's a family tradition in the Morahan. It is a family tradition. I shout out Papa Morahan. Never seen that movie. In shout out Papa Morahan. It's I it's four though. It's four. <laughs> four. All right. Yeah. Uh, now there was a bunch of other options here. We can do honorable mentions after this, but uh. My leg was pulled by one of our executive producers, so I'm gonna add Die Hard. But there's only one other one. Yeah, there's yeah. only one other yeah. executive producer. Yeah, Die Hard at number two. This is the perfect list. I would this have been angry the, if Die Hard was not on this. This is the perfect list. Like yeah. this is the perfect list. Okay, Eric, run it back because yeah, I, I agree with Jermaine. I think we might have. So, uh, top Christmas movie: The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Uh, Number two, the uh, the Die Hard. Number two, Die Hard. <laughs> the die number hard. three, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, number four, A Christmas Story. And number five, It's a Wonderful Life. Honorable mentions that me and Nevada had spoken about. Uh, Bad Santa. Oh, fire. Uh, a Violent Night. Uh, that Violent Night is with uh, – with- 
With the dude from Stranger Things? Yes, sir. The dude David Harbour. Uh, Krampus, Christmas Vacation, Four Christmases, Bad Santa. There's a whole bunch of them in here if you guys want to name any Bruh, of them. Bro, we could do we could do another blind five. So I was going to do movies. funny Christmas <laughs> yeah, stories. Yeah, dude, 100%. I was going to do funny Christmas movies and then just Christmas movies. But uh, for the sake of this, we went with Christmas movies. Solid list. I, obviously, you take off It's a Wonderful Life because it's old as shit and nobody really watches it. And you can add it. A plethora of movies there, but solid list from you guys. So it's no, it's it's I a wonderful know. life. If I had a family, it I would make them watch it every year. Yeah, yeah. we just I, we just I, with I, Katie's family watched White Christmas. That's like their movie. What's White Christmas with Bing Crosby? Is it is it full of white people? Uh, yeah, dude. Of course, dude. It's a movie made in 1954. Well, I don't think Hollywood knew black people existed yet. <laughs> that's why I never heard of it. White Christmas, dude. It's called White Christmas. Yeah. Pretty sure 1954. Courtney, Courtney was running around Hollywood in the 50s, wasn't he? Rosemary Clooney? Do not tell me this is George Clooney's Rosemary's grand. Clooney. That's his grandmother. That's his grandmother. Eric, you don't even know. You just <laughs> you called him out right away. He yeah, dude. He even did it like as he was drinking. He was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I know things, dude. It's all this, though. Uh, children, no, it was, the list is fire. So yeah, fire. George Clooney's her nephew. George Clooney is her nephew. Yeah. Look at that dude. You were you wrong. You were not right, <laughs> bro. Aunt, grandma, same fucking thing. <laughs> they both play the same kind of role in your my life. Guy, my guy claimed that like he was correct. Right. Yeah. Just like I said. I was as close to correct as you could be without being correct. First of all, I was the one who said Rosemary Clooney. Is that is she related to George Clooney? The leap was already made. You went out on a limb and picked the the, the relation. I almost got it, dude. <laughs> also, what you just said before, that was ridiculous. What? I was as close to right without being right. Like, yeah. so you were wrong. There being is, wrong. There is no close to right. My yes, God. there is, dude. There's a difference <laughs> between being like tragically wrong and being like, all right, you almost had it. Big all right, dog. all right, college football playoff committee. <laughs> A win's a win and a loss is a loss. My guy is grading on a curve. Yeah. That's a good. That's I. I was wrong, but it was. It was that close to being right. It made me think, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's like oh, so I saw this meme or like a photo of like something that their kid did, and it was just like write an essay from a perspective of a Marvel character, and this kid picked Groot. <laughs> so you just wrote the same thing over so he just put i am group bart simpson style my guy just kept putting i am group until he filled up the box oh dude and i'm like yo you cannot fail that kid you that's can't. the that that's like this generation's equivalent of you remember seeing that meme float around where it's like uh it's, tell me like a college essay it's like tell me about a time you took a risk and some dude just said on a call, it's supposed to be it's like min minimum or like maximum fifteen hundred words, and some kid just wrote this period and turned it in. What did he get? Hey, no, he got into college. Yeah, because that's like that's he dropped his massive balls on the desk. He was like, "This is a risk." <laughs> he, he, dude, honestly, that is a big risk. <laughs> that's a big like, risk. My guy knew it, and uh, you know. That's, he's not the hero we need. No. He's not the hero we wanted. He's the hero we needed. Exactly. What a legend. That's some massive balls.
That's... I mean, there was so much balls in what he just did. They had to like <laughs> put a warning on the package before they opened. They it. did, like, yeah. Big balls he, in here. He came with a parental advisory. There were so much balls. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect this going there, dude. <laughs> Got to clip this conversation. Uh, so we don't have a what the fuck headline, but I will nominate the firing of uh, is it Brandon Staley? Brandon Staley. Yeah. For the Chargers, because he gave up 63 points to a team that had scored zero points the week before. And we did not search this or fact check it, but we think that Feels is the, right. The, we think that is the most points scored by an NFL team the week after scoring zero. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 the it's like the third most all time, right? Is 63? I think so. Is it really? Because then uh, I'm going out on a – I'll put that in the locks, Eric. It's the most points scored after scoring zero. Yeah, years. so it is It is the seventh highest of all time. Hmm. This is also the first year – oh, I, I, why did I say third highest? Miami scored 70 this year. Um, it is the first year in NFL history that two teams have scored over 60 points. Uh, two separate. Oh, two separate teams in one yeah. season. That's pretty cool. And both of them were uh, versus AFC West opponents. Yep. You remember when they traded for Russell Wilson, and we all thought it was going to be like this monstrous division. Yeah. Because it was like Derek Carr, Devonte Adams, right? Yeah. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. At the time, we thought Jerry Judy was that guy. <laughs> Jerry's still out. Uh, we'll find out when he's a future Panther. And then, um, you know, Kansas City with tra- Travis Kelsey, we thought it was going to be awesome. And it turns out it's actually the AFC North that's the division that's awesome with fucking shitbaggery all over the place. They all have seven or more wins, I believe. Yeah. So I just think it's fascinating how quickly this division has devolved. So let's go ahead and uh, know what the fuck headline. Let's go ahead and get to head to head. Head to head, boys. One of us has got to hit. Uh, so I'll That's be honest, twelve dude, zeros. This is going to be the easiest head to head ever. Uh, none of us hit a bet this week. We are all down money, and uh, life sucks. So fade us and make money. But uh, Jermaine, zero and three. You got robbed multiple times. I know. I lost the parlay. Each parlay by one leg. By one leg. Uh, 51, 89, and one on the season. Down 6.7 units. So McCaffrey scored three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah, I should have put Moster instead of A-Chain. Uh, Nick, 0-3. He was blasted by his own team. He had the over uh, 35 between Atlanta and Carolina. They give us a whopping 16. Uh, 44, 96, and two on the season. Down 16.1 units. My shit was stupid. 50, 91, uh, down 3.5 units, 0-3 this week. And lastly, Nevada, 0-3, 49, 89-1, down 10.3 units. Uh, Jermaine has now moved into second place units-wise. Woo! Let's go, boys! First place place for the number of wins on the season. Uh, I'm in first place units-wise. Second place as far as wins. Nick? You're in last place for both, buddy. And then Nevada is in third for both. So uh, two weeks left, guys. We have week 50 and week 51. The season ends uh, on 1231, which the year ends on 1231. So that's perfect timing. So let's get these last two weeks. Let's all try to get into the positive. I will, <laughs> I will not be making a bet under plus 10,000. 10, 
<laughs> Watch, dude. He's gonna he's gonna go zero and fucking eight the rest of the year on his last bet. He's gonna put hit like a plus one hundred and fifty thousand bet, and he's gonna be positive and win the whole competition. I only have two words, and this is in the room three hundred three archives. Terry McLaurin. When I'm when I'm up against it, I pull it out. All time great bet. We want what? How much should we win on that? Three thirty five hundred. Uh, I think Total. it was. I think it was fifteen hundred that we won. No, no, because you. No, it was. I, I it was three 100. grand. It was three grand because we both put a hundred on it at plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's why I thought it yeah, was yeah. more than that. So two hundred yeah. on plus fifteen. What a win! What a hit! What a win. Follow, followed up by Dallas Goddard. Oh yeah, the- Dallas Goddard seventy and a tutty, and then I didn't ride the third one, and Nick hit a third one in a row. Why I mean, would I like, not ride the hot streak? What was I thinking? I, like, there's, there's, I am so bad at gambling that <laughs> I remember streaks. Remember my home Clip run that. streak. Remember Clip my, that. remember my home run streak this summer where I hit like six home run, home run in a row. Yeah. And then <sighs> I couldn't, I couldn't find a home. I was using the same exact process, <laughs> and I couldn't hit a bet. There's a lot of red in your ledger, Nick. I did. Uh, so, so the the gambling app that or the the bet tracking app that I use, you can't. It's not a gambling site, but the bet tracking app puts out. It's like because everybody does a fucking Spotify rap nowadays. It Spotify put out the spot the game, dude. Yeah, it, it put out the the year wrapped in betting. I was actually oh. positive at the end of this year, which is good. No way. I call absolute shenanigans. Jewish God. Um, the my most John Rom really kept you positive for the year. You were living on that one prayer, dude. Oh, I don't bet those things that I say. <laughs> I don't know if you know how much money I made off those home run bets. I was up like two grand on those Damn. home run bets. What? Yeah. So sorry, I, I cut you off. But so what, you ended up positive. Most most team that I won the most money on. Would you like to guess? Dodgers. No, I would have shot myself. <laughs> MLB team. MLB team. That you bet the most? No, oh, that I, I, I won the most. No. It's not. It's not a team that you would be like, "Wow, Nick instantly hates." Baltimore. This. No. The Cincinnati. the the Houston Astros. Oh, that's a safe bet. I thought it was an unsafe bet. choice. Yeah. All right, so Houston Astros most money made. Uh, how many? <laughs> how many? Else to Eric. I know that's why. Right. How many? Why am I casting stress? Because <laughs> you you know what you just said, you motherfucker. You just said what the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's, you know what I mean? No, Eric, we don't. <laughs> can't just say you know what I mean. Just, come on, and come on, come on, come on, so, real It's like betting Christian McCaffrey to get a touchdown during his 18 game touchdown streak. Come on, bro. You don't get credit for that. I don't bet, but I wasn't betting on the Astros. I was betting on Astros players to hit home runs. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then I mean, come on. Just give me come on. <laughs> anyway, anyways, how many? How many? What was your record on the season, Nick? That That's was great... just the most painful thing I had to oh, ever sit gosh. through. That was ridiculous. Right. Hold on, yeah, I, I will, I will pull it up. Just trolling, Nick. I will, I will pull it up here. You must have not had a later circumcision in life, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> With your fucking alopecia ass. Hey, it's not <laughs> even stress. 
you dickhead. Best month, best month just for my for my home run bets was June. I went 64, 55, and two in June, plus 88 units in June. Yeah, okay. For the year, big fella. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to watch my month hold break. On. Hold on. I'm working through it. <laughs> it's like you're in the year end meeting and you're like, well, this quarter we crushed it. I was exactly. yeah, I was just like, this is year end, big fella. Give me the year numbers. Okay. Top top team Houston. Let's see. This here. is just riveting. Overall life. record. All right. Here we go, everybody. There we go. 154, 208, and seven. <laughs> On brand. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying my unit size here for both my company, my girlfriend, and anyone who wants to invest with me financially. <laughs> 887 units. Up? No. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> Bet. Okay. I don't even know if it tells you how much you've lost. And I'm not just saying that. Let me see if it tells you. I don't want losses. You said you were positive on the year, right? <laughs> I was positive on the year, yes. What's the what's the positive? How positive were you? Let's see. <laughs> oh, that's a big number to be negative all time. All right. <laughs> we're not gonna look at that. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, you got to delete that app when your girl is. Yeah, no, this. she's not no. She'd be like, "You're you're cheating on me." I'm like, "No, I'm deleting my betting app, so you don't think less of me." Nah, nah, I'm changing the passcode so you don't see my betting history. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I don't know. I can't find it. That's the new way dudes are cheating. That's yeah. So speaking of, did you bro. see that lady? This is it's ironic <laughs> that we brought this up. So there was a lady that went on. Uh, I want to say it's like Fox News. You know, uh, one of the news stations, and apparently. Um, the number one cause for divorce in 2023 was male gambling, was sports betting. No way. It's dividing houses terribly. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's there's still like a for people who didn't for people who didn't grow up in a house where there was a lot of like where betting was not like my my dad would gamble. So it's like I but like for people who grew up either in a really religious household or a household that was like, oh, you don't do that. That's a vice. I think people still view it as a vice. I mean, I've, I've had people before that have told me like, oh, like gambling still has a negative connotation to a lot of people. We are just in this pond and we do a podcast where we think that this, all the fish around us equal society. And that's not true. Yeah. We're also, you know where, and it, this is something that you can get addicted to. We're we're betting with discretionary funds, right? So it's it, the same funds that people use to go entertain and ha, you know go out to events and stuff. That's the money we're betting with. Whereas I'm sure there's a lot of Amer America who are placing bets for the thrill, and I mean they're already living paycheck to paycheck. So you don't. So one example given in this article. Uh, one couple's divorce was traced back to the husband cashing out their 401k and their children's 529 accounts, devastating the family's wait, financial wait, 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 wait. resources start, and in turn start, destroying start their marriage and relationship. Over. One of the couples that was filed for uh, divorce, uh, one of the reasons was that the husband 
withdrew all of their 401k and their children's 529 accounts. Nick, your father, you might have a better understanding of what that is. Yeah, I don't know. What that's uh, they can dev- uh, so it devastated the, fin- the family's financial resources and turned destroyed their marriage and relationship. So, so he cashed five- out the 401k and the 529 accounts. Yeah, a, a 529 that's is a great. specific. A, a 529 is a specific, like college savings account for kids so essentially they can't access it and you can only use it to pay for education so you you put money away like 401k it's not taxed and then you have to use it for that kid's education or it it becomes taxed my god this guy took he first of all he upped his taxable income right by pulling all that out in that year he upped his taxable income sounds to me like he took l's because you don't leave a winner (laughs) <laughs> so cost his kids education retirement and marriage man that's bonkers at that point dude just go get money from the mob so when you lose they kill you bro like seriously so in, in a different study um i guess they have different terms for different types of Ooh, divorces we're calling it studies now Ooh. but they have uh what they call a high conflict divorce rate Gap people who were admitted gap. So the divorce rate in this country is 53.5%. Admitted gamblers have, or that's sorry, 53.5% is the number of divorces that are a high conflict divorce out of all the divorces. So more than half are high conflict divorces, meaning there's a battle between custody, funds, stuff like that. Uh, That number jumps to 71.5% when it is an admitted gambler uh, who's filing for, who's in the divorce proceeding. (laughs) This is actually legit sad. And this is why people didn't want to legalize gambling. So I, I'm I'm confused though. If you say you're an admitted gambler, mm-hmm. like we're all admitted gamblers. Yeah, but I don't every time you get behind a wheel. I mean, I it doesn't. Now, Eric, don't do that. Don't do that. Eric, life is a gamble. That's not what we mean. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm trying to be in uh, No, don't case, just say. Know? You always just say. I'm just saying, <laughs> I was that close to being right. Hey, if I would have said something else, I would have been right, dude. That's a gamble, you think, right? You're a gambler. <laughs> Fuck me, Eric. Well, my point's done. Moving on. Uh, my last point, we'll move into pop culture pickup because we're already running a little long. Is Eric, why the fuck was this not the what the fuck headline? Uh, I don't know. I just I saw it like in a clip, so I went to go do my own independent research on it, and then it popped in my head when we were here talking about it. So I was like, let me pull that shit up for my history. Yep, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to PCP. Yep, hey, yep. yep that answer honest. made me more angry. <laughs> God, can't do nothing. Eric's like, I saw it during the week. <laughs> and I just remembered it now. Bro, Good I, thing I don't have a gambling podcast that I produce. We've talked about, Jermaine and I have talked about this and in, in, in just, we've exhausted it. I have a terrible memory, dude. Like, I've just, I've just come to the conclusion that I will never have Alzheimer's or dementia because I'm already afflicted <laughs> by it. I have, I live with it. I've been living with it since I was 17 years old. <laughs> my man has early been, onset, dude. My man barely remembers the white. <laughs> no, bro. Nah, I'm proud of myself, dude. That's two weeks in a row where I don't bust through the toilet paper, dude. I'm getting better. I don't. I don't even. Um, we're not engaging that. Let's get into the PCP. <laughs> we're we're a half hour and we ain't even done the PCP yet, boys. Nicholas, you're first. We're ready, ready to go. Today's topic, top five Christmas gifts you ever got. Orders, Nick, myself, and Eric. Uh, let's go ahead and kick it off. 
1995. Uh, Christmas 1995. Uh, actually, 1996, excuse me. I was five years old. Uh, we got a PS1. That's my first gift. My dad told me that we weren't getting a PS1 and then produced a PS1 on uh, on Christmas Day. Man, that's a... Uh... I mean, that's fire. But parents always do that. A bunch of shysters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me get... Um, boy, I'll do... PS2 was Spy Hunter the year the PS2 came out. PS2? Yeah. Uh, so it was Christmas 1993, and my mom got me a new dad. It was legendary. And then following that, I will say... Uh, in 2007 was my car. By the way, we don't need to say dates. I just remember getting the PS1 in 1996. I don't have dates for any of this other shit. I was like, whoa, we're doing dates? <laughs> no, I just, was like, I barely remembered what I got for Christmas. Those are the two <laughs> biggest ones. And I, you know, coincidentally, I remember that actually it was 2006 for the car. My bad. My, my fourth one, Jermaine, or my fifth one is going to come to me. I hope <laughs> in the process of this. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm going Game Boy SP. Uh, it was the flip, the flip Game Boy. That's it was good. So, oh, that's a, that's so a good one. Fire. Oh, it, I remember my brother got his taken away in school because he would put it in his pocket because it fit. And he got it taken away for the year. Damn. For the year, bro. I was like, yo, damn. And so here it was <laughs> they either you tell your parents and the parents come get it, or you get it at the end of the year. And my brother said, he said, ain't, the, ain't him. he said, the year is negligible. He said, the ass whooping ain't worth it. He, he said, said, I'll wait. Got enough video game systems in my life. I don't need this game boy. I'll so, forget about it. Then it'll be a nice little Christmas present to myself. Uh, so me and my brother and my little brother also had Game Boy SP. So just used ours. Oh, man, that's so funny. Anyways, go ahead, Dick. Uh, so I don't remember what year it was because I didn't write down years, but we got a German shepherd puppy for Christmas one year. Uh, then my 160 pound Mastiff got so excited. She stepped on said eight week old German shepherd puppy shattering her foot on Christmas day. Damn. And how do you not remember that year? <laughs> I don't remember what year it was. I remember it was around the turn of the century. It feels like you should know that year because that is a big event. What's your next one? Uh, I'm going to go with the one of the games the that I specifically have. Yeah, the hospital foot. Uh, I'm going to go with Star Wars Battlefront. That I remember Bro. getting that game, and I just put – I don't think I came out of my room until the new year. Battlefronts? On Xbox or whatever you were playing it on back in the day was fire. Amazing fire. Oh my God. What a great freaking game, dude. It's just big. It's just big battles, but you're playing a Star Wars character. Yeah. Eric. That sounds dope. And it's, it's a first person shooter, like multiplayer. We, we've talked about downloading that and running it back, but you know, just time gets uh, the, the new ones. The, new ones, the new ones suck. Don't. The new mm. ones don't. Mm. And it's EA, so EA fucking wants Ruined you to it. pay for everything. Yeah. Oh, mm. you should pay for this. All right, last game system on my list. I'm going Sega Genesis. Sega Oof. Genesis was always in my room as a kid. It was fire. 
Dope, dope. Um, with my third pick, it's two separate times that my big brother uh, – we won't say his name, so just in case. But uh, my big brother bought me uh, – because I was obsessed with her uh, – my first Playboy, which had Tara Reid on it. He also bought me the Playboy that Kim Kardashian was on the cover of. But I'm going to stick with the Tara Reid Playboy issue because I was in love with her, and he was the big homie for getting me that. Let's do a little Google image search here, just on my own. Oh, Tara Reid. Honestly, like I never understood the the hype on Tara Reid. I'm not saying she's ugly. American Pie and the that. Voice, dude. And yeah. she was just the slutty girl in American Pie, so it was like, ah, I'm in love. Uh, and then after that, I will say, uh, my grandpa Sam, when I was 13 years old, uh, bought me my first shotgun. Bought you for a shotgun, like a yeah. beer? No, like, come on, dog. This is America. I understand. I'm going X Men water play set. Mm. Ship floated on the water. It was so sick, bro. Bath time leveled up. Oh, I forgot. Oh, bath. Okay, the stuff floated. Okay, I was like, dude. It must be nice going like having Christmas in warm weather spots. <laughs> you weren't getting that shit in Denver, Colorado. You couldn't play with that shit until like August in Denver. No, I used that shit in the the bathtub, bro. <laughs> Had epic fights. <laughs> so I'm gonna say the computer game Doom Two. I remember getting the computer game Doom Two, but not being able to play it. Doom? Jermaine Doom. D-O-O-M. Jermaine knows this story because he's heard me tell this story as a representative of my childhood trauma. So, I got Doom 2. Doom 2 in 1999, I believe. Hold on. Let me look up a a historical event. (laughs) (laughs) Let me look up a, a historical event. Yes. 1999. Christmas of 1999. Um... When we were still downloading the internet from CD-ROMs. Right. I received Doom 2 as a Christmas. Eric, what are you? April 1999. It was the event I'm looking up, by the way. So I got Doom 2 as a Christmas present. I opened it in front of my in front of my parents and grandparents. And then instantly they go, we got you this because you wanted it. And then they took it away from me on Christmas Day because Dylan Harris and Eric Klebold, the Combine Shooters, in April of that year, my house was six miles away from Combine High School. Apparently, they had played Doom in their basement as they plotted to commit the mass murder of students at Combine High School. And therefore, me as an eight-year-old in 1999, I would therefore have gone down the same path if I would have played <laughs> Doom 2. So Doom 2 was both given as an amazing Christmas present and then sadly taken away. This, that seems... So fucked up. It's like, just German. It's just German parents, right? Like, why would they just- get it in the first place? Just get me socks, then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't get it in the first. Like, okay, I, your logic is sound from the perspective of, all right, maybe maybe we don't understand video games. It makes people violent. Blah blah blah. Give me a fucking sweater. <laughs> Why'd you still buy yeah. the video game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't I don't understand. I years later, when we were cleaning out my dad's house, I found it in like his desk drawer. I was like, have you had this game the whole time? Did you ever realize that maybe I wasn't a school shooter and maybe I could like play it a little bit? Or was it always in your head that I was just I downloaded that, that game? And that I was game. like, 
directly results in people becoming school shooters. I was like, I got to go somewhere. We can track it. Every school shooter in history has played Doom 2. That's like saying every serial killer had Catcher in the Rye on their bookcase. It's like, it's a famous book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, final final pick. I If this is stealing, I'm sorry, but I don't have anything left. Uh, I got a Nintendo DS my, my uh, freshman year of high school. But... I remember my parents said they couldn't find any games for the Nintendo DS. So for like two weeks, because they were like, we couldn't find any games. We'll take you shopping. So for two weeks, I had to play the demo version of of Metroid, which only lets you play one level. Level, yeah. You were the go at that one level. This is just Eric's laughing because this is mainly just, hey, here's top five Nick's childhood trauma moments centered around Christmas. Now you know why my guy doesn't like hey, Christmas. Aliens dog. ever invade Earth? I'm not calling LeBron. I'm, uh-uh. not calling, I'm calling Nick to nah. play level one. Nah, get me on their spaceship, dude. I'm a Metroid Prime. Them up, roll, ball, laser. <laughs> oh god, dude! Two weeks to wait to get a game is not that big a deal. Childhood trauma. How you were abused, dude. We should report your parents. How just dramatic of you, dude. So you should report my father. By the way, he's gonna come. I we need to have him on the podcast so we can refute refute these claims. <laughs> Metallic Power Rangers, dog. Oh yeah. You remember the Power Rangers movie? Oh, dude, that's a when, good one. When I, they would jog my memory. So the Power Rangers movie would that so first of all, Power Rangers till I die, bro. Like if you ain't into Kung Fu robot wielding teenagers taking on giant monsters i don't know what the fuck we're doing being friends because that is like right up my alley of all things amazing but they so the power rangers movie shout shout out r.i.p uh jason david frank um they get powered up and they that's when they get their ninja suits right and then and then they morph into their power ranger suits and their power ranger suits are all shiny in the movie just to get people to buy stuff. They got me all those Power Rangers and their heads flipped. 100%. You cl- you squeeze their legs together and their heads would flip. <laughs> so you could, you could have them without the helmet or with the helmet. They were amazing. Best things ever. I don't think I ever got a chance to play with those. Do you guys remember Beetleborgs? Bro, yes, absolutely. That you just jogged my memory. I had a the blue Beetleborg that I got one Christmas. Yo, shout out, shout out, grandparents. That that makes the list probably. Beetleborgs was sick, dude, because they would the artists would draw the comic book and then the monsters would come to life to fight the Beetleborgs. And they found their powers by going to an abandoned house. With a with with a Ronald McDonald and Joker hybrid, right? It was as if Joker and Ronald the McDonald combined and looked like Jay Leno played the character. Uh, it was amazing. What an amazing show! And then, do you remember uh, Mystic Knights of Tiranog? Mm-hmm. Bro, that's a deep cut. It's a it's a real deep cut. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I, you know, it didn't really last very long, so I'm not surprised that people don't know about it. But me and my little brother love that show, and just recently I saw like a, a clip of it on Instagram, and I sent it to him, and I was just like, "Dog, 
I remember this show being groundbreaking, <laughs> and I just saw the clip, and I was like, holy crap. This was legit, legit. This was legit terrible, my guy. <laughs> it was legit terrible to the point where I want to buy the whole series just so I can own how terrible that show is. What had one season? It had one season, yeah. And for some reason, as a kid, I thought it was epic. So each, there was like every night had like a power. It was like fire, earth, wind, water. Uh, <laughs> just looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that show was actually pretty much trash. So, so from so from Wikipedia, a second season entitled Mystic Knights <laughs> Battle Thunder was planned, but later canceled so that more money could be put toward Power Rangers Lost Galaxy and the English dub version of Digimon Digital Monsters fire show by the way. excellent choices all around <laughs> yeah i will yeah. say getting rid of that for those excellent choices all around because i look at this thing now and i'm like yeah we did not need a second season no. <laughs> it was terrible give us your last pick eric uh an autograph terrell owens jersey um which is now ash because i have a short temper when it comes to philly so probably one of my favorite guests of all time which i ended up burning like two years later so tragic uh, but going back to, oh my God, <laughs> going back to, uh, I have a funny story about Columbine. So, uh, oh yeah, great. No, 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 Everybody's introducing themselves, and the girl goes, uh, "You guys, introduce yourself and say where you're from." And she goes, uh, "You guys might have not heard about it, but I'm from this little city outside of Denver called Columbine." Everybody's face, who was above the age of twenty, was like, "We know what fucking Columbine is." It's like it's one of just, the- and by the way, it's just Denver. It's just you're Denver. from a you're you're from like a dist. It's not even a town. It's like an area. Uh, but dude, just hearing her say, not a lot of people have heard about it. I'm from a place called Columbine. Everybody's face is like, no, we've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it shaped yeah. our entire high school. How, how old was she? Uh, she was born in 2000, I think she was born in 2007, 2006. Oh, so this was well after the shooting then. Yeah. I mean, but for us, like, it was the it was on the news for like a week straight, you know? It was it was September 11th before September 11th. <laughs> It was it until, was until it got Trump two years later. <laughs> it was a huge story. It was huge. Everyone knew about it. It went for, it went McVeigh, Columbine, 9-11. All right, dude, but relax. You can't you can't be the homie Shay and try to <laughs> duck duck these questions. What the hell happened to this TO jersey? Yeah. Oh, all right. You can't just like say yeah. the gift and then not say the story. We've all said stories for each right. of these things. All right. So he played for Philly. I got the jersey. You guys know famously he went to Dallas after. Do you guys remember the game against Philly where he torched us for like two touchdowns and he did the popcorn thing? <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I burned my jersey after that game. <laughs> I took it off the wall in the frame that it was in. It was, in, in, it was on the wall in a – I, I punk- said Eric to avoid that. I was going to say Eric to avoid that. You should have gotten it framed. No, it was on the wall, it was on the wall in a frame. How did I took it off the wall? Last- how does okay? I uh, I actually have a legitimate question because I've wondered this as a sports fan with anger. Yeah, I have sure. never touched any of my sports stuff because I know it'll be a stupid decision. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
how does your anger last long enough for you to get the thing off the wall, get it out of the frame? You probably didn't break glass. No, no, I took the, I put the pins off. Took it out. Yeah, I took it out. Took it somewhere to light it on fire. The backyard. How does your anger last that long? Rage, dude. It was absolute rage. I just blacked out. (laughs) And it was, I mean, from the time that he did that celebration to the time the jersey was on fire, because I had to get the matches, I had to get the lighter fluids, I I had to get it off the wall. It was probably like four or five minutes. You You had to go get all of the things. Like, that's the thing we're talking about. Like, that's like hopping in the whip (laughs) and driving you know, a couple hours to whoop someone's ass. Yeah, like, it's like <laughs> after the second podcast <laughs> you finished, like you ain't you ain't fucking fighting no more. How do you You're not a like good man? The breeze has felt good, like the windows have been down. Like how do you not see good. an Arby's and be like, you know what? I'll get a Jamoka shake instead. What, yeah. What, what like, trips me out too about this whole situation is my dad watched me do all of this. And at no point was he like, "You're gonna regret this." If I know and anything I, about Papa Wash, that's character building. That's that's what he. That's what Benny lumped that into. I'm on his side. <laughs> on this. Yeah, I, you know oh, what yeah, your dad right. was thinking? Your dad was probably thinking, "Oh, he'll stop." <laughs> <laughs> he had to get it off the wall. He had to unclip. By the way, those aren't easy. I, if you guys have out there. In in the the roomies, if you guys have framed jerseys, you know that they're not held on by like one thing. You gotta pry up each little after the seventh one. After the seventh one annoyed me, I would have just been like, "Fuck this! I'm not dealing with it." I would have found something else to tear up. Like I would if I was still that angry, because like I am not sitting there with the patience to get that off the wall if I'm angry. Right, that's why the anger is instantaneous. Oh, it it bro. is anger hits, it's blow up. I would have it would have made more sense if you broke the glass <laughs> yeah. on the frame because it. it would have been instantaneous. It would have been it would have been rage, blow up, gone. Yours was rage. You fucking methodically calculated like a psychopath where yeah. the lighter fluid, yeah. where the where the where the matches are. You took that bitch out of a frame. Yeah, went walked down from the second floor <laughs> multiple times. I'm guessing during this whole excursion, it was upstairs F- and downstairs. Finally, you were so angry you forgot something. I'm sure. Finally made it to the outside. You asked your dad if you were good to light a fire, <laughs> probably because you know that you were probably yeah. 14. You're not just lighting <laughs> fires unsupervised, and. So there was so much time for the rage yeah. to have subsided. I mean, I didn't say I don't I don't regret it. It was the only <laughs> autograph, uh, you know, item I had from any of my favorite players growing up. So yeah, of course, the, you know, I and I don't regret it. You know, I mean, I have I, I regretted it for a long time, but it is what it is, dude. You know, I have my Brian Dawkins and my Brian Westbrook jerseys, which will never be burned, no matter what they do. So. What a what a Im- I, I just. <laughs> I like okay, so like Jermaine and I are the type of anger when like something happens, controller's gone, right? Yeah. To the shadow realm, right? You punch I've a never wall. broken a controller. I, I'm using I'm this is this is umbrella, right? Okay. You punch a wall, you get angry, like Jermaine said, maybe you punch a glass. And that's just like you just reach out. Whatever's around you, watch out. Yeah. But as soon as you do that, like th- every controller I've broken, I've broken the controller and then been like why the fuck did I do that? It's just like you spent the psychopathic time to like premeditated murder. That's, that's the scary thing. My God, you were like you. It happened, and you were like you didn't just get up. You were like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> I need. 
You my plan? guy went into plan. Yeah, yeah planning mode. Telling, you live, you learn, dude. <laughs> That's so wild, though. I no, First of all, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big a thing. But I'm just like, from like a pure rage standpoint, I I don't think I've ever been that You'd angry. almost think I wasn't an Eagles fan because I've burned that Terrell Owens jersey. And the one time I had the opportunity to meet Don McNabb, I couldn't think of anything nice to say to him. I served him at my bar, lifelong Eagles fan, and I couldn't say anything fucking like, oh, I was on. just shook. I was oh, just sitting oh. there and he was talking to me like a normal human and I couldn't fucking respond to him. Eric. Do not beat yourself up. As a lifelong Eagle fan, you should have nothing good to say to Donovan McNabb. Uh, dude, he was this good. is a guy who took you guys to the Super Bowl, and then you called him the N-word next year. They it, is in your, it is in your Philly blood to yeah, not like Donovan McNabb. I guess he also, that, for that the record, solidify he, that he you're couldn't an say fan. anything to Donovan McNabb. Well, because he didn't want to call him the N-word in his restaurant. That's, no, because that's I, not good business. Honestly, like, the only thing I would have said was, like, you couldn't get the job done, dude. You're not the greatest ego of all time. Because he went on the radio and said he was the greatest ego of all time, which he's not. But What? Yeah. How is he not? Because he's not. That's how. Is Jalen Hurts the greatest Eagle of all time? It's no, so no. I, honestly, it's honestly, so if, if we're just thinking about that, it, why are we getting it? But it's Reggie White. He's <laughs> Reggie White or Brian it's so, But Reggie White wasn't. Uh, dude, seven years. So, seven years so, is enough for him so, to be an Eagle. It's so me. crazy, dude. It's so crazy the amount of hate Donovan McNabb gets. Not <laughs> like in Philly, he gets so much hate, and it's crazy. That's what I'm saying, Eric. Don't don't get down on yourself. Don't. That's you are guess, the you are a you are a model Philadelphia citizen. There has to be more to the story. Like they can't have just turned on him for what losing. No, they turned yeah. on him for losing. <laughs> they were booing Jalen Hurts week two against the Vikings. They threw they snowballs at Santa. They took us to a Super Bowl last year. It took two weeks for them to start booing him. Philly's rough, man. Yeah, this is why I hate those fans, man. They're the what didn't didn't the NFL players vote them as the most annoying fans? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I've been saying that for the last few years. I think I agree. I, I don't know how I never knew this, but let's go ahead and get into uh, the NFL. Uh, so we're already running a little long. So let's go ahead and get into the key takeaways from NFL Week 15. At the, recording, at the time of recording this, uh, we don't know the results of the Eagles-Seahawks matchup. Um, so we're going to abstain from that. But for everything else has been played. So go ahead, Nick. So CMC and Raheem Mostert both rushed for touchdowns this or both scored touchdowns this week. Uh, a combined five, actually. Uh, that put both of them at 20 touchdowns each. This is just the seventh time in NFL history that multiple players have scored 20-plus uh, touchdowns in a season. Uh, ironically, the last time, 2021, when Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor did it. Um, funny enough, there has never been a player. There has never been two players. There, I guess there has never been a player who scored 20 touchdowns and then did it again, if that makes sense. So like ever in their career? Multiple players scoring 20 touchdowns. No player has ever repeated on this list. Which so I was CMC's never had 20 touchdowns before. CMC has had 20. That's what I'm trying to say. If CMC had 20 touchdowns, there's never been a year that he has. So, like, Priest Holmes, right? Priest Holmes may have had another 20-touchdown season, but he never had it with another player, if that makes sense. 
so you're saying I, I'm not sure if I get what you're saying. So CMC has had 20 touchdowns before, but he's never done it at the same time that another player has had 20 touchdowns. Right. So 1965, Gale Sayers, Jim Brown had 20 touchdowns. Jim Brown never had 20 touchdowns with another person. There were never Jim Brown was never part of multiple 20 scorers again in a season. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So so 1975, Chuck Foreman and OJ Simpson. 1983, Eric Dickerson, John Riggins. 2003, Amon Green, Priest Holmes. 2005 actually had three, Sean Alexander, Larry Johnson, and LT. 2021, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and this year, CMC and Raheem Mostert. It's freaking crazy that we don't want to pay running backs. <laughs> oh, because then they do, and they, they reset the market, and then they're probably like, you know who I'm talking about. Boy over in Carolina. Getting what? Oh, he's been hurt all year. Mm. He's only what? getting like he's only getting like six million or something like that. I thought it was like eight million. What? No, you're blaming Miles Sanders for the running back crisis. Blame Levy. Got- blame <laughs> Bell. No, Miles Sanders Miles. has like six million a year. I, I <laughs> yeah. think they're all <laughs> they right. Got the bag and then didn't do shit yeah, with I, it. I, the running back market is Le'Veon Bell's <laughs> fault. Le'Veon yeah. Bell de- de- demanded all this money, then was a baby and sat out, and then came back saying he was the best running back in the league. And then shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. All those dudes scored 20 touchdowns. I didn't hear any wide receivers. Yeah. Right? Those were yeah. all running backs. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, the whole point is to score, right? And we're over here saying, now nah, we don't pay. We don't pay. Nah, you don't pay. <laughs> I'm not saying every running back has to get paid, but the truly special ones, like the, the Todd Gurley should have got paid. Jonathan Taylor should get paid. CMC should get paid. Right? Those guys should get paid. I'm not saying like who who give me an example. Who so for this paid? situation though, 19 career touchdowns in eight seasons. And then now he has 20 with the Dolphins this year. So was Mostert? Mostert was injuries. He he had season he had multiple like three or four season ending injuries. <laughs> like that guy. If you go look at his game log. He he's he's thirty one, so he's been in the league for a minute. But like total games played, like if you divided it by sixteen or if you divide it by seventeen, now he's probably only played like five seasons, <laughs> like which is kind of crazy. Because remember, he kept getting cut, and then he finally hit, and he tore a meniscus or like tore an ACL or Raheem Mostert was every year. There's so many years right from playing fantasy that Raheem Mostert was supposed to be like, this is his year. And then he would show it for one to two games, and you're like, this dude, elite. 5.5 seasons worth of games. 89 games that he's played out of a potential 9 times 16, 144. Yeah, so he's almost played half the games he was, he was supposed <laughs> to play. Crazy. Yeah, and that's and so that's and this is that's my fear. That's why it's so funny that A Chain is backing up Mostert. Because that's kind of my fear with A Chain. Or a chan, a chan, a can. Um, <clears throat> hopefully he doesn't get hurt. I don't want anyone to get hurt because if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be special for a while. Then, you know, he's going to be a menace to the league. But if he could also play eighty nine games of one hundred and forty two, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that could also be him, yeah. and it's terrifying. 
But all right, so that's the first 20 touchdown takeaway. What's your other one, Nick? Uh, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get rid of Baker Mayfield, they are doing their franchise a disservice for the next three to five years. I said it the other day in the Discord. Uh, and Cam- I completely agree with you. He Cam- is their franchise quarterback, and they are not treating him like it. What do you mean? Like, the league is not – like, the league is I, – I feel like people around the league are saying, Baker Mayfield, question mark. Oh, I mean, it's fair, though. It is fair, though, because we've seen this Baker Mayfield before in Cleveland, and then the very next year in one offseason – he became Baker Mayfield question mark, right? He's so not, like he's it, not it's recording fair. State Farm commercials anymore, though. <laughs> so that one thing I will say is, uh, and I think someone might have mentioned this on one of the one of the halftime shows. He's matured. Right? Like we're not seeing Baker Mayfield run around and grabbing his nuts at everyone and 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 he's still got that bravado, right? Still talking shit, probably. But it's not as like it's not as look at me anymore right and he's kind of moved into like being the head of the snake vice like this you know this piece that can knock the the pyramid out of whack for example because he he just posted the highest quarterback rating ever at lambeau field he's he's become this what people hate people hate this word he's become because everybody wants to be a patrick mahomes he's become a game manager He's realized that when he makes mistakes as a quarterback, he loses games. That's what happens when quarterbacks make mistakes. They lose games. But quarterbacks that don't make mistakes and rely on their defense and do the things they need to do, Brock Purdy, win football games. But it is it seems like a bla- it's it's like a it's like a blacklist to be called a game manager. You're a game manager. It's it, like, well, that is true. They do treat it like it's like some nasty thing. Right. Look, the only thing that when people when someone calls you a game manager, Baker Mayfield twenty four touchdowns, eight interceptions. The o- the only thing that's fantastic. The only thing that they're actually saying is, if everything goes wrong, you might not have the ability to go out and just win that ball game, regardless, right? And at any given time in the NFL, there's only like six quarterbacks who could do that, right? And that's what that's what people need to to understand. Three. So, uh, no, it's six right now. About the about, in reference to the game manager thing, I'm just gonna go back to the last few Super Bowls here: Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Until we get to Joe Flacco and Eli Manning in 47 and 46, I feel like that list. Excluding Nick Foles, because he was, you know, we all know that situation. Those guys are all, they're not game managers. They're, they're, they win games. Like they, you know what I mean? Like that's the guy who can go out and win you a game with what he does. For sure. So I think a game manager gets you so far. And uh, until we get Joe Flacco and Elon Manning, like all the Super Bowl champion quarterbacks are guys that can win you a game, not game managers. And I think that's what causes that. You can be a game manager, be great. Team loves you, fans love you. But to get over that hump, you got to be a game winner, I feel like. And in special situations, a game manager can win a game. Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning. But they do miraculous shit when they are in that Super Bowl. We've seen Baker Mayfield do it as well, right? Like, we've seen 
people like these quarterbacks go out and win the games. Like Kirk Cousins deck stacked against him beat San Francisco this year, right? Yeah. And that dude gets crushed all the time <laughs> because because Kirk Cousins is the perfect example of this, right? Yeah. He'll go out there and play a fantastic football game. He'll do 303 and those are elite numbers, but the and rest of the team 20. <laughs> I mean you can lose by 20 in those circumstances. Yeah, and a lot of it comes, you know, after they're down. But what I was trying to say with Kirk Cousins is like, but also, hey, the defense played well that game. Special teams didn't make a mistake. Um, Justin Jefferson doesn't fumble out the back of the end zone, right? Alexander Madison didn't fumble, right? So if Kirk Cousins has those situations, Kirk Cousins goes out and wins ballgames. You're going to go look at Kirk Cousins, and he's won a lot of fucking football games, right? I'm, and, and also for every Patrick Mahomes, for every Tua, for every Jalen Hurts, you have like a Cam Newton. You have a Jameis Winston. You have a guy that at the beginning of that football game, if he's a starting quarterback, you have no idea what's going to happen. They're not game managers, so they don't have that nasty little tag on it. But I guarantee you, Eric, I would take a Brock Purdy or an Alex Smith or a Jeff Garcia over some of the games that I got from Cam Newton. No, I respect, and, and I, by no means am I talking shit about game managers. I I think it's a fucking talent and a skill, like to not turn the ball over, and make the right throw when you're supposed to make it. Like that's a fucking great skill to have as a quarterback. Uh, I just feel like the negative connotation that comes along with it is that they just they haven't won that many Super Bowls. But I agree with you guys completely. Like I'll take a game manager. I'll take a like, guy who doesn't lose me a game 100%. Like, Drew, the reason like, the Eagles have the losses they have this year is because Jalen had three or more turnovers. Yeah, all, also, Matt Stafford's Rams team stacked. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady's Patriots team stacked. Yeah. Like, Nick Foles' Eagles team stacked. Joe Flacco's led, Ravens team. Led by a game manager. Right. That's ultimate game manager. So, those Super Bowl, <laughs> those Super Bowl winners – yeah. Also, ultimate. also played on fantastic teams, right? right? Yeah, like, I mean, dude, it's a team. It's a truly a team sport. Like, you cannot win it on one side. So, yeah, maybe the game manager didn't get him there, but also, did the game manager have the 07 Patriots or the 07 or the 07 Giants? Well, actually, Eli did have the 07 Giants. Look yeah. what happened. <laughs> so, game manager. Game managers could win. Eli Manning, and no disrespect to that man, I think he's a very good quarterback. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he will be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning, fantastic. Eli Manning's not winning a, a ball game. Eli Manning struggled to win regular <laughs> yeah. ball games. He's 50 literally and fifty over his he's career. He's literally five hundred. Uh, like his record is dead even. Right? Get that man in a playoff game though, yo, bro. <laughs> That's a Rico. That's a Rico, man. If Eli Manning wins one playoff game, he You're doesn't done. lose. You're done. He doesn't lose. You're done. Eli Manning did not win another playoff game <laughs> besides those two runs that he had. I, I mean, like Eli Manning in his two Super Bowl appearances, five hundred fifty-one yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. That's he's a, two games too. He, he's a game manager. That's all. I'm, I'm not, and that, I don't understand why that's a negative term. I fucking wish Derek Carr <laughs> was a game manager. Jameis Winston. <laughs> I wish Jameis Winston was a game manager. Those guys. It's a literal. Dice roll on what you're going to get week in and week out. Did you hear the Jameis Winston story this week? How he, how he, with the briefcase? How he put him into the team with the briefcase. Did you hear this, Eric? Yes. It's <laughs> unbelievable, dude. So for those of you who don't know, oh Jameis Winston got a briefcase to the locker room and opened it up. And there was nothing inside it. And to the team, Jameis Winston goes, 
That's what's standing between us and greatness. Nothing. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. I honestly so never – I, I never don't want Jameis Winston to be my backup quarterback. Like, I want him to be the backup forever. He is so fun to root for. He is so fun to root for because oh. it is – it is literally a fucking gigantic question mark of will he be fantastic? Will he be great? Or will he shit the bed epically, right? It, if he balls out, it is in epic fashion. Who did I say? If I said I said this week. Fails, it's in epic fashion. 30, he, 30. he does everything to the spectacular degree. So I will always be a Travis Winston truther. I I look anytime he gets into a game, it is exciting. At the very least, if you're tanking, putting Jameis Winston at your quarterback and you're tanking, it is going to be exciting week in and week out. So I'll I, I have I have a take before I'll give up the uh, the talking stick here. Is Gardner Menchu this generation's Rex Grossman? No. He's Jeff Garcia. Ooh. He succeeded every place he's he's been good every place he's gone. He's been good every place he's gone. Jacksonville, no one expected that fucking year from Jacksonville where, where he was putting up those numbers. In Indianapolis, nobody thought the Colts were going to be a playoff team. So is, J- is Jameis Winston this generation's Rex Grossman? But Jameis Winston is Ryan Fitzmagic for this generation. <laughs> is he is he the black Brett Favre? <laughs> Jameis Winston's the black Ryan Fitzpatrick. He can have three legendary games, just dominate the month of September, and then get benched before October. Even. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Oh Jesus. So that's Jameis Winston's career arc. I you know, I, I, maybe, maybe I'm typecasting. There's got we'll find someone who is this generation's Rex Grossman. Uh Rex actually Nick Foles is closer to Rex Grossman than anything. Because Nick Foles, Rex Grossman played great for that one stretch, made it to a Super Bowl. The rest of it was just like, what who the fuck is this guy? How did he get to the Super Bowl? And Nick Foles is the same fucking way. Nick Foles. He had that one legendary year with Chip Kelly, right? Where they went like fourteen and two. They were like, what was what was the record? Fourteen and two? Uh, no, it was uh, twelve and four. I believe it was twelve and four that year. But that's when he had the twenty-seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Bro, Nick Foles was like, "Who is this man?" It was error proof. And then Nick Foles gets a starting gig somewhere else, and you're like, "Who is this man?" <laughs> so he gets benched. I think Nick Foles is closer to Rex Grossman than anything. Also, this is a fantastic game. We should we should add this. We'll allow the executive producers to run it. But the executive producers should pick someone from our past and be like, who's this generation's Mike Allstott? This generation. Ooh. Christian McCaffrey? No, dude. Mike Allstott is no. a touchdown vulture. I'll tell you who this generation's. Kyle Jeselnik. So, like, Gus Edwards is Mike Allstott. So the, and here's the order it went in. It, it went Mike Allstott, it went LeGarrette Blunt, and then it went Gus Edwards. You remember oh, LeGarrette Blunt? Oh, LeGarrette, LeGarrette Blunt was frustrating. It was 20 yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. You're like, my guy, you couldn't do nothing else with these carries? Oh, dude, LeGarrette Blunt. No, but that's I always love those games because you're you're pulling deep cut players, right? Like you're pulling who, deep cut players. Who was that tandem in Dallas? Felix Jones and, and Darren McFadden. I thought it was Barber. Oh, Marion Barber, RIP. 
Marion Barber and Felix. Dude, that that Dallas backfield when Felix Jones was the was the B option, it was always fun. Marion Barber Pollard, did die. Oh, jeez. When did he die? Last year, 2022. <laughs> Oh shit, fellas! Y'all need to start remembering. Get a heat stroke. <laughs> we talked what about the this, fuck? Eric. We, we talked that could about be you. This, that no, could be you. Go outside, walk. Man. Go walk outside. That could be you. Get a heat stroke if you're not in the heat, want, son. I don't want for the room three to three Olympics. I don't want you to die of a heat stroke. All right. So what? All right. Those are the takeaways from Nick. <laughs> Before we get derailed, we're already running long. Eric, what are your takeaways for the week? This is what the people wanted. They want us in their ear as long as possible. So my two takes. <laughs> Yo, why did that sound so sexual? Because uh, it was sexual. Anyway. Uh, you did take... like a little shoulder shrug. Yeah. yeah. You want me to the ear, girl? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> come on. Come uh, on. So... <laughs> the whisper song comes on. <laughs> uh, first take. Um, I think this is the worst situation in football. I'm asking you guys. The Chargers have the worst situation in football. The 2020, the 2024 projected salary cap is $240 million. They have 148.8, which is 61% of their cap tied up in five players. Khalil Mack, Bosa, um, Keenan Allen, uh, Derwin James, and Herbert. Uh, Mack, 32 years old. Bosa, 28 years old. Allen, 31 years old. James, 27 years old. Herbert, 25 years old. Their defensive ranking this year, 29. Their offensive ranking, 17. They just fired their coach. Um, the reason I think they have the worst situation in football is because unless they, unless it truly is just a Staley system, but I mean, we've seen this with the Chargers for two plus decades where they could be all the talent in the world, but they don't win. Um, all that money's tied up in old players. I just, I just think it's a piss poor situation. I don't think, you know, people are linking Ben Johnson to them. People are linking the offensive coordinator from fucking, uh, who was it? Uh, Ben Slovic from the Texans. Oh, was it him? Yeah, I think it was him. But they're linking a bunch of these hot, you know, hot newness OCs to them. And honestly, I don't know if I'd take the job. I'm looking at the numbers. You're I'm looking crazy at the cap numbers. Take that job. Justin Herbert might just be Rex Grossman 2.0. No, chance. like I just, I just think it's a terrible situation, and I wouldn't want to coach that. You think that's the worst? Yeah, no, false. You think that's the worst head coach vacancy right now? Uh I think it's one of the worst situations in the NFL. Yes, I, I, think I genuinely could, do. I think that could be corrected in one year, and you could still have Bosa, Mac, Allen, and you think it'd be corrected in one year? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Or what? Sixty-one percent of their cap is tied in five players. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that could be corrected thing. in one yeah. year. Yeah. Here's here's I, the thing, Eric. Also, teams, it, organizations hate to do this, but if you come in as a young GM, blow it up, right? If you blow it up and you get good value for those guys, and yeah, you might eat some salary cap, but you're not going to be eating 61% of it. Blow it up and be very honest with your fan base to just say, hey, look, it's going to be three years before we're good again. But I'm going to get young players. I'm going to save money. We're going to bring in a new coach, and we're going to let them run it, right? Mm. Or you stick with the players you have, You try, and then you try to match a coach to their to their needs. So uh, just, just looking at you know the whole NFL, and Nick, I mean no disrespect, but we're going to put Carolina in there as a bad situation. The worst. Right? We're going to put <laughs> – Carolina has a lot of cap space. I don't know if it's the, the worst. Titans seem to be all right. The Jags seem to be on the up and up. The Texans are on the up and up. Like, what What other teams besides Carolina and, and like, that are in a piss-poor situation, we just don't see anything – like, for at least the next two years, we're just it's, there's no hope. There's one glaring choice. I'm, I must. I'm spacing out. It's the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I guess, dude. The New Orleans Saints haven't 
hit on a draft pick since 2017, since we had that epic draft class, right? Every position where we're talented at is old. Alvin Kamara, 28-year-old running back. Cam Jordan, 32-year-old defensive end. Ryan Ranchek, 30-year-old right tackle, left tackle. We drafted a first-round left tackle, and we refused to play him. Like, we're out. We don't even want to play him at any position. We could, we can't get him on the field. Defensive end Peyton Turner, we drafted in the first round. He's played like 18 games for us. Marcus Davenport, another first-round pick that we traded an extra first-round pick to come and get, plays for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Michael Thomas, 31-year-old, can't stay healthy. Our red zone threat right now, our, our red zone option is Jimmy Graham. Would you guys like to tell yeah. me how old Jimmy Graham is? 35. 35-year-old Jimmy Graham. Hell yeah. Graham. Like, Kendra Miller, Jimmy back Graham up, backup running back, can't see the field. Like, our bright spots are undrafted rookies, right? Rashid, and Jameis Winston. Rashid Shaheed, undrafted. A.T. <laughs> Perry, undrafted. Derek Carr, I mean, he just threw for three touchdowns. But if you go look at his game log, you the number of three touchdown games in his career is unbelievable how little he has. The New Orleans Saints, on top of that, are also way over the cap. We've we've every year to get under the cap to sign players to stay competitive, we restructure guys' deals and move it to the back end with voided years. Cam Jordan is now owed like 60 million the next two seasons and there's almost no out alvin kamara is owed 16 million plus the next two seasons there's no out like if these guys get old the fucked demario davis 32 year old linebacker tyron matthew 34 year old safety marcus may 28 29 had a major injury in his career like the new orleans saints is the fucking drizzling shits. And the, the reason why I think the Chargers will be is a better situation is you have Justin Herbert. If you are a good offensive coordinator with Justin Herbert, you will at least be competitive. You don't, ha you don't have, have Derek. We're not. The chances are, I mean, he's not. Look, I understand. Justin Herbert's are, still good. I understand you know, systems are bad and stuff, and, and you can't put everything on the quarterback. But, dude. You've had a pretty fucking A1 day one team, and you've managed, what, one playoff? They players? also have a ton of drops. The defense has never been able to run the football. Like, Justin Herbert's – Stop the run. Yeah, sorry. The I said the defense has never <laughs> been able be to run the football. That would be impressive if your defense could run the football. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yo, and so what, – and, what, and like I said, I have been saying that it's time to, to start holding Justin Herbert accountable. Sure. But Justin Herbert is more likely to have a stretch like Dak Prescott than to be Derek Carr. I feel that. Well, I mean, my whole thing, I'm just I'm just tired of the Chargers. I'm sick and tired of I'm with you on faith. that. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of believing in them. I didn't know I didn't expect you to, you know, your achy breaky heart to go on the Saints tangent, but it makes sense. Everything you said makes sense, and we can put them in the conversation. I just personally I, I'm fucking so done with San Diego, and I, I like I, I just don't think it's a good situation. But hey, you guys are right. The NFL, it's a year to year league. And they well, I got, well, I, well, Eric, Dead I got Daniel. news for you. The Chargers are done with San Diego as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You That's how upset he is yeah. with them. He's you like, guys know what fuck I meant. you. You're still San Diego. Uh, no, I, honestly, what you're saying is, is I totally, totally understand. But I would love to come into a team as a head coach with Keenan Allen, with Joey Bosa. <laughs> 
with Khalil Mack. I would love to come into that. I will ride that out, especially with the top 10 pick and Justin Herbert is coming back. (laughs) I I would much rather have that situation than like uh, other situations. Like I would rather have that quarterback situation in that, in that cap situation. than like, would you rather be the Arizona head coach? No, because he's a bitch and he left Philly. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think of another like like team that. Like, also, let's just consider that it's just the Chargers. Yeah, They're a cursed is. franchise. I think that's what I've honestly. <laughs> Eric even said it. It's like for 20 years. For 20 years, they've been yeah. some of the most talented football teams. You just can't. Get, number I, I one get. offense, number one defense, lose no because playoffs. of special teams. Fucking ridiculous. No playoffs. Yeah, I do. And so that I agree. With All they had to Eric do was said. get a tie. This is the Bambino. All they had to do was get a tie to make the playoffs last year. Curse of the do? Bambino. What did they curse, do? Curse of the Bambino. Don't forget the Chargers lost to Trevor Lawrence last year, twenty-two to twenty-one, and they were up twenty-one points. Right. <laughs> like now, I remember. <laughs> okay. I had the fucking Chargers spread. <laughs> okay. You had, you had, you had, you had I easy money. I think I agree with you know maybe maybe just because it is the Chargers, it's the worst situation. Maybe by yeah. default, what Eric's trying to say is the Chargers yeah. is the worst situation. Eric, I, I don't based on the based on the, the based on what the franchise looks like. If you gave me those names on paper, that cap option, no, it's not the worst situation. The second that you pull the reveal <laughs> off and it's Los Angeles Chargers, I go, I'm not going there. Yeah, <laughs> I actually – Eric has convinced me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm back on board, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, What's, I, you guys brought up valid points. best thing about this is just it's everybody's opinion. But you guys bring up valid points, but I still wouldn't take that coaching job. I wouldn't take, wouldn't I wouldn't take touch that. it with a 10-foot pull, you, dude. LA I'd rather go be a special Justin teams Herbert. coordinator for a yeah. CFL team. Than Eric, you love up. L.A. L.A. is your town. Absolutely. Not. LA and Justin Herbert. I think LA and Justin Herbert is, head, is Eric Washington's. If you were a head coach, you would love to have yeah. LA and Justin Herbert. It's just all I'm gonna say. I would only coach in Philly. It's the only city that would accept me as I am <laughs> and my flaws. Uh, give us your last takeaway, Eric. This is enough nonsense. Last takeaway. I've been I've been hammering this all year. I'm gonna hammer it again. I'm fucking sick and tired of the fans. I'm sick and tired of the talking heads. 372 points to 135 points in their 10 wins. They beat two teams above 500. 59 points for, 129 points against in their four losses. Um, they score 14 points per game in losses, 37 points per game in wins. They allow 13 points in wins, and they give up 32 points in losses. This is not a playoff championship caliber team. Go back to the drawing board. You guys got one lucky win against Philly on where you're supposed to win at home. Uh, Dallas is fake news. First round exit. Guarantee it. Lock it in. Guarantee it. Lock yeah, it. He has been saying it. Yeah, you could make a lock. Eh? I'm locking it in. Fuck okay. that. They, will, they, they may not even okay. make the playoffs, but I'm going to say if they do, first round exit guaranteed. First round exit guaranteed. 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 Better hope they're not number I one. I don't care if they play the Saints. I don't care if they play Tampa. I don't care who they play. They're out. Well, right now they're a wild card, so they would yeah. play. Oh, yeah, they would play the NFC South. Yeah, that's – there's no chance this bet's hitting, dude. <laughs> the Shit, NFC right now, South is trash, big fella. Locking it in. All right. Jermaine, your two takeaways. If the Saints win out, and we already started with a win yesterday, <laughs> we win the division, we're 10-7, and seven, and we host a playoff game. 
Right now, the Saints are seven and seven. The Ra- the Los Angeles Rams are seven and seven, and the Minnesota Vikings are seven and seven. And guess who the Carolina Panthers have week eighteen? You the have Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so I need the Bucks to get a loss, but the Saints play the Bucks, so that's why they can if they win out, especially with this Atlanta loss. If they win out, they will win the division and host a playoff game. So Vikings seven and seven, Rams seven and seven, Saints seven and seven. Rams play the Saints on Thursday. I am now dubbing this Thursday Thursday night playoff game. And this is for all the marbles. If the Saints win, fuck yeah. I'm excited because I'm going to go to the playoffs. I have full confidence that if we beat this Rams team, we can beat our division rivals. If the Saints lose, fuck yeah. Dennis Allen's getting fired. We're drafting Jaden Daniels in the first. That's the hope and a prayer right now. I hope we fire all our coaches, we fire our general managers, and we bring in some new fucking blood. I'm tired of running the, the champagne offense from 20, 2005. Thank you for the Super Bowl, sir. So that's my number one takeaway. It's the Homer podcast. Had to make that Homer pick. Uh, our, there was going to be another takeaway. It was the 63 points given it up to a team that scored zero the week before. But uh, I want this moment. This is my moment. So I want it to take it to say that Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Bet it. I. It shouldn't be a quarterback this year. Right? Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. After the sound I just read. Of the years, of the years that, you know what I mean, that quarterback should win, this is not that year. All quarterback play across the league is down, right? Brock Purdy is going to have an extra game. He only has 29 touchdowns right now. So let's say he throws, first of all, if he throws 12 in the next three games, then yeah, maybe we should give him the MVP. Yeah. But I'm just, Christian McCaffrey is, you said it right, on pace for 2,200 all all scrimmage yards and he's on pace for what was the touchdowns uh hold on he's already at 20 so he's he's got to be on pace for 26 27 yeah let's see <coughs> he has yeah he has thorough sorry let's see where is it he has rushing he has 13 receiving he has seven so he has 20 in 14 games. All right. So 20 divided by 14, that's 1.6 probably. Yeah. And then 1.6 times 17, what's he going to finish with? So he would finish 24. with four, 24, 25. Yeah, 24, 25. Bro. And he's already got over. He's got 1,200 yards on the ground. He's got 500 yards in the air or through the, you know, receiving. If he gets 2,020 from a running back, it should be an M- is an MVP. Over 2,000, yeah. yeah. Two th- over 2,000 yards and over 20 touchdowns should be an MVP season for yeah, a running 20, back. Yeah, I agree. So I'm just – I'm not saying that no quarterback deserves it and this isn't some Brock, Brock Purdy hate. I think Brock Purdy has been playing outstanding. I just think that in a year when the quarterbacks have been as what the fuck as it's been, right, where every backup and their mom is playing and you have a running back doing something this special with 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns, that maybe we give the MVP to a running back this year and fucking show some goddamn parody in this league. Tyreek Hill is 
on the precipice of breaking 2,000 yards. Receiving. First time ever. Receiving. And he called his shot at the beginning of the year. We came on this podcast and laughed that Tyreek Hill said he was going to get 2,000 yards. What does Tyreek Hill have right now? Tyreek Hill. I I, man, I, I, really wish the, I really wish the Carolina Panthers had a running back like CMC. <laughs> He's got 1542. Uh, 50, yeah, 1542. Yep. Oh, man, that missed game is just going to yeah. present already, a bugaboo. Did you guys already discuss Adrian Peterson's <laughs> stats when he won? No, we did not. 30, 348 carries, 2,097 yards, and 13 touchdowns in 16 games, and he won the MVP that year. Damn, CMC shitting all over. Not, not, oh, Jesus, he's yeah, he's kind of shitting on it, but he's gonna have. Well, he he does get an extra game, so we'll just call the yards a wash. But he's already seven touchdown. Wait, how many touchdowns did he have? Uh, Adrian Peterson had thirteen. Thirteen, and he so had CMC's already seven above him, and he had over twenty three hundred yards total. Twenty three hundred yards. Total. Peterson with receiving, yeah, with receiving. Oh, okay. yeah, they didn't show that here, but my bad. Man, if we – I know it's not going to happen. CMC only has like 500 receiving yards or something. But if we can get CMC 1,000, 1,000 and 20. That'd be bonkers. <laughs> first, first of all, just 2,020. Like that – I don't know if I've ever seen that stat line. Maybe LT? Maybe LT. Maybe LT? Maybe LT. Or Sean yeah. Alexander one year, but other than that, not. LT, like- man. Fuck, LT was special. <laughs> just Good had, I just had a moment with LT. So let's get into the betting slate so we can wrap the show up. Yeah, I'll go I'll go quick through it. So uh one team, Baltimore is traveling uh to the West Coast in prime time. Eric, give me the Niners minus five and a half points. Damn. Uh Carolina uh hosts Green Bay at home. They scored less than 10 points last week. Uh team scoring less than 10 points against the spread this year, 57%, 18 and 13. Uh, give me Carolina plus five. Let's go. We're getting a Carolina run. Carolina run. They've got it figured out. Uh, with spreads greater than nine and a half, uh, normally we take the under. Taking the under this year is 11 and 24. That being said, give me the Bills Chargers over 42 and a half. Give me Buffalo minus 12. Favorites when their spread is over nine and a half are 21 and 14 against the spread, 29 and six straight up. That's 60% and 82% respectively. So give me Buffalo minus 12. That being said, give me Casey minus 10 and Casey and the Raiders over 41 and a half. In the last five years, the Casey total has not been under 30, and four of the last five have been over the current total of 41 and a half and over 49. The only game that wasn't was 38, and that's because the Raiders scored three points. Not this 63-point Raiders, dude. Not this 63-point not Raiders. This, not this Raiders. Um, Jermaine, can you look up what KC team total over 30 is? Yes, indeed. And then uh, couldn't bet it, but the Giants have not won in Philly since 2013. The line right now, I believe, is 42.5, right, Eric? 43, 42.5? 43.5. <laughs> 43 and a half. The last five games, last five years, all the games have been under 45. So watch this line. If this line goes up over 45, I would like to take the under. But if it doesn't, I I want no action. And then my last bet, 
the Detroit Lions, as good as they've been, have not beaten Minnesota in Minnesota in the last five years. Give me Minnesota money line. Minnesota money line. Ooh, that would create chaos. <laughs> um, team twice team chaos. They do. They close the season Minnesota versus Detroit, and Minnesota has three games left, and they're trying to make the playoffs. So it's going to be an interesting ride for Minnesota. Um, Kansas City over 29.5 is plus 154. Kansas City over 30.5 is plus 190. I'll take Kansas City over 30.5 at plus 190. Okay. Yeah, uh, dude, that this Minnesota, this stretch run right now is fascinating for playoff seeding. Just across the board, everywhere, like there's like four teams within are tied for eight and six in the AFC, right? So you have uh, so Cleveland's nine and five, and they're the five seed. You have Jacksonville who's eight and six. You have Cincinnati who's eight and six. You have Indianapolis who's eight and six. You have Houston who's eight and six, and you have Buffalo who's eight and six. That's that's five teams fighting for. Three playoff spots. Two of them are divisions, though, so that should be interesting to watch, to say the least. Um, and then in the NFC, you have Minnesota seven and seven, and then if Seattle wins today, they'd be seven and seven. Bonkers. They're not though. Team chaos. Team chaos. Any <laughs> Eric? They're not though. Any other uh, bets this week, Nick? Nope. That's it. That's all you're taking. That's Fast. all I'm taking. Fascinating. I want a Christmas Day parlay. Ooh. You want a Christmas Day parlay? Yeah, we got three games on Christmas. Yes, sir, we do. So give me the Kansas City over. So Kansas City over. 41 and a half. Great pick based on okay. next nuggets. <laughs> give me uh, – uh, you know what? Give me a Baltimore plus five and a half. Ooh. Bucking Nick's Nuggets trend that that would actually be a good bet. Uh, if, if Seattle and uh, or sorry, yeah, Seattle and Philadelphia aside, that bet is one and two on the year, straight up and against the spread. Perfect. And then you know what? Give me we got a double digit spread here. I'm rocking double digit spread, but in favor in the favorites, give me Philadelphia minus ten and a half. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be risky because they can't stop the run or the pass. So you're doing <laughs> ten and a half, huh? and their defense can't run the ball. <laughs> and, and so that puts you at plus five eighty one. Oh, perfect! Let's submit that for head. To, oh wait, no, that's Monday. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, can't Don't do worry. Mondays. Don't Suck worry. Just say no more, uh, dude. Miami versus Dallas. Over Heavy Miami. Over over fifty one and a half. Yeah. Just just lock over fifty one and a half shootouts. Uh, well, actually, one one Nick Nugget that I forgot about that may interest you, Jermaine. Uh, who do you like in Cincinnati Pittsburgh? Cincinnati Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, oh, but it's Jake Browning and fucking Mason Rudolph. <laughs> um, give me uh, Pittsburgh. I'm, I'll take Pittsburgh money line at home. Okay. <clears throat> that's that's a safe bet. I would also take Pittsburgh minus three in the last five. The winning margin has been at least three or greater. Okay, Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Yeah, so bet them to minus three. Uh, okay. Give me Saints money line at plus one seventy. Okay, rocking with the boys. Um, That's a homer pick for sure. 
That's definitely a homer <laughs> pick for sure, bro. Uh, give me the Indianapolis Colts money line. Okay. And under 38 for Washington and the Jets. Indianapolis, by the way, playing with a rest advantage, nine and nine since 2019. Atlanta, six and eight since 2019 with a rest disadvantage. Dang. And then, uh, get, so this is this is my game of the week, right? Uh, it's the 125 game on Sunday. It's the Arizona Cardinals versus the Chicago Bears. Um, first of all, huge for top five draft pick seeding. Just, just huge, right? Secondly, both these quarterbacks have gigantic question marks. I cannot tell you how many times Eric and I have discussed which, which if of these two or both or you know or none are going to get traded this offseason. It's just an all-around fascinating football game for all the non-playoff winning reasons, right? So you almost want to be the losing team in this. Uh, but I'll take the over 44 in this matchup. Okay. And I know Chicago is the favorite, but give me Arizona money line at plus 170. All right. Hell yeah. And then I might put a little prop parlay together with Kyler Murray and uh, Justin Fields. Nice. <laughs> nice. Maybe maybe a little anytime touchdown uh, uh, action, Kyler Murray and Justin Fields. Maybe that's what I'll do though, for my game of the week. Stay I'm tuned. Not, I'm going to have to start adding a game of the week in, into our, our betting portfolio. Any other matchups on this uh, jump out to you boys? Eric? Uh, so for, on my three bets, I'm going to give you guys locks here. I guarantee these are going to hit. So Minnesota Vikings Lock money in. line. Minnesota Vikings money line. Lock them in. And we're going to take Miami Dolphins money line. And lastly, we're going to take Philadelphia minus 10.5. Parlay it. My motherfucker just said this is a lock as if this isn't this isn't what I need to happen to, to right. be the one seed again. Right. Get, get fucked. <laughs> just call just come out and name it. Just name it. The, this is the Philly one seed special, bro. You know, it, dude. because I support my boy, Eric, here's a stat for you. Plus uh, bro. Uh, the Giants are eight and eight with a rest advantage. Philadelphia seven and ten against the spread with a rest disadvantage. So go Philly. Not really. The this is the I need this to happen for the one yeah. seed parlay. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. You guys, nothing else. No other bets. Nothing for me. Oh, all right. Good talk, Eric. Follow us on Instagram. Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Clone mendez This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>